Welcome to today's podcast. See God's love and see your provision. When you change the way you see yourself and God, you will see changing in your negative circumstances. Psalms 34 verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Deuteronomy 23.5 The Lord your God turned a curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. 1 John 3.16 For this we know love because he laid down his life for us. 1 John 3.1 Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Beloved, believe that you are, are greatly immeasurably loved by your Father in heaven and you can't help but see his goodness in your life. Amen. You cannot help to see his goodness in your life. February the 12th. Reading from the 24-hour little book. Next. Share your love, your joy, your happiness, your time, your food, your money, gladly with all. Give out all the love you can with a glad, free heart and hand. Do all you can for others and back will come countless stores of blessings. Sharing the draws others to you. Sharing draws others to you. Take all who come as sent by God and give them a royal welcome. You may never see the results of your sharing. Today they may not need you, but tomorrow may bring results from the sharing you did today. Prayer for the day. I pray that I make each visitor desire to return. I may do that. I pray that I may never make anyone feel repulsed or unwanted. Amen. And now, from God Calling Book for February the 12th, Meet Me Everywhere. Life is really conscious of me. Have no fear. A very beautiful future lies before you. Let it be a new life, a new existence in which in every single happening event, plan you are conscious of me. Again, life is real consciousness of me. It's really consciousness of me, saith the Lord. Have no fear. A very beautiful future lies before you. Let it be a new life, a new existence, in which in every single happening event plan, you are conscious of me. And this is life eternal, that they may know thee and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Get this ever-consciousness and you will have eternal life. The life of the ages. Be in all things led by the Spirit of God and trust me in all things. And the consciousness of, my, of me brings joy. It must. Give me not only trust but gladness. Amen. That was from God Calling. Our next book is Jesus Calling. February the 12th. I am ever so near you, hoovering over your shoulders, reading every thought, 
People think that thoughts are fleeting and worthless, but yours are precious to me. I smile when you think lovingly of me. My spirit who lives within you helps you to think my thoughts. As your thinking goes, so goes your entire being. Let me be your positive focus. When you look to me, knowing me as God with you, you experience joy. This is according to my ancient design. When I first crafted man, modern man seeks his positive focus elsewhere. In sport, sensations, acquiring new possessions, advertising capitalizes on the longing of people for a positive focus in their lives. I planted that longing in human souls, knowing that only I could fully satisfy it. Delight yourself in me. Let me become the desire of your heart. Amen. Jesus today. I am calling you to live joyfully in the midst of your struggles. You yearn for a freer, more independent way of life than you currently experience. You pray fervently and then wait hopefully for the changes you desire. When I don't answer your prayers according to your will, you sometimes get discouraged. It is easy for you to feel as if you're doing something wrong, as if you're missing out on what is best for you. When you think that way, you are forgetting a most important truth, that I am sovereign, I am in control, and I am taking care of you. I want you to accept your dependent way of living as a gift from me. Moreover, I want you to receive this gift joyfully with a glad and thankful heart. Actually, nothing will lift you out of the doldrums faster than thanking and praising me. And nothing will help you enjoy my presence more delightfully. Enter my gates with thanksgiving and my courts with praise. Amen. There was a lady that had stage four cancer and she went to a Billy Burke seminar in Florida. And she went to give her family and everyone goodbye by one last hurrah, she went to go praise the Lord at the service. She praised them and thanked them and prayed for the family members that she's going to be departing. They gave her no hope. And she instantly got healed as she was praising the Lord. So her recommendation is prayer and praise heals all in Jesus' name. Here's the scripture to back it up. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Psalms 100 verse 4 and 5. In Romans 9.20. Indeed, O man, why are you to reply against God? Who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, Why have you made me like this? Isaiah 40.10 The sovereign Lord comes with power and his arms full rules for him. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. Isaiah 40.10 
Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now, our best life with Joel Osteen. For thou art the glory of their strength, and in thy favor our horn shall be exalted. Psalm eighty nine seventeen. I once met a mechanic who endured unfair compensation practices as well all sorts of injustice and ridicule from his co-workers for years at a large diesel truck shop where he worked. He could have grown bitter and quit and find work elsewhere, but instead he continued to do top quality work knowing that he wasn't working to please his supervisor. He was working to please God one day, the owner of the company called, called him and said, I am ready to retire, and I am looking for someone I can trust to take over the business and continue the work I started. I want to give it to you. Today, the mechanic owns the company free and clear. Isn't this a great morning to start expecting the favor of God to show up in the details of your life? Amen. Isn't this a great day to start expecting favor of God, miracles of God, to show up in all areas of our lives in debt and pout in Jesus' name. Amen. And now for our next book is the Jabez Prayer, chapter 3, I believe. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and bless me with lots and lots of acreage that I may do your will. Keep me safe in your hand upon me that things won't harm me in Jesus' name. And God perform what I requested. Amen. Chapter 3. Living large for God. Oh, that you would enlarge my territory. The next part of the Jabez prayer, a plea for more territory is where you ask God to enlarge your, your life so you can make a greater impact for him. From both the context and the result of Jabez prayer, we can see that there was more to his request. The next part of the Jabez prayer, a plea for more territory, is where you ask God to enlarge your life so you can make a greater impact for him. From both the context and the result of Jabez's prayer, we can see that there was more to his request. Then a simple desire for more real estate. He wanted more influence, more responsibility, and more... More opportunity to make a mark for the God of Israel. Depending on the Western world, depending on the version you're reading, the word territory can also be translated coast to borders. For Jabez and his contemporary that would carry them, for Jabez and his contemporaries, the word carried the same emotional powder as the. 
as the words homestead or frontier did for generations of Americans. Pioneer, it includes, it spoke at a place of one's own plenty, a room to grow. Amen. We'll stop right there. We'll be back. Thank you. Jabez, by contrast, was so certain that God's hand upon him was necessary for blessing that he couldn't imagine a life of honor without it. Let's look more closely at the meaning of his prayer. The hand of the Lord is a biblical term for God's power and presence in the lives of his people. See Joshua 4.24, Isaiah 59.1. In Acts, the phenomenal success of the early church was attributed to one thing. The hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Acts 11.21. A more specific New Testament description for God's hand is the filling of the Holy Spirit. The church growth bears powerful witness to both the necessity and availability of the hand of God to accomplish the business of God. Consider the natural progression from more blessing to more territory to the need for supernatural power. When Jesus gave his disciples the Great Commission, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, and lo, I am with you always, Matthew 18, 19, 20. He was bestowing on them both an incredible blessing and an impossible task. In all the world to preach. Certainly a disaster in the making. After all, he was commissioning such unreliable cowards as Peter who had always who had already proved that a girl by a campfire could get him to deny he ever heard of Jesus. Yet when he sent the Holy Spirit, Acts one eight, Jesus touched these ordinary believers with greatness, filling with them with his miraculous power to spread the gospel. In fact, you'll notice in Luke's account that the phrase filled with the Spirit is often linked to a consequence they spoke with boldness. Only God at work through them could account for the miracles and mass conversions that follow. When we ask for God's mighty presence like Jabez in the early church did, we will also see tremendous results that can be explained only as from the hand of God. What strikes me about the early church was that believers continually sought to be filled by God. They were known as a community who spent hours and even days in prayer together, waiting upon God and asking for His power. They were longing to receive more of God's hand, a fresh spiritual infilling of God's power that would turn impending certain failure into a mistake into a miracle and make their extraordinary assignment possible. Paul told the Christians of Ephesians to make it a priority to be filled with all the fullness of God, Ephesians 3.19. To the end, he prayed that God will bless and strengthen them with mighty, with might through his spirit. When was the last time your church got together and pleaded for the filling of the spirit? When was the last time you petitioned God regularly and fervently Oh, put your hand upon me. Fill me with your spirit. The rapid spread of the good news in the Roman world couldn't have happened any other way. Many years ago, while I was serving as a youth pastor at a large church in New Jersey, 12 high school kids proved to me that the hand of God is available to every believer who asks. 
For a summer ministry project, we have prayerfully set out sites on suburban Long Island, New York, objective to evangelize the youths of the area in six weeks. We decided on a three-part strategy. We would begin with backyard Bible studies, switch to beach evangelism in the afternoon, and then wrap it up with an evening outreach through local churches. Sounds simple, but I don't have to tell you that the team you pastor included felt overwhelmed by the size of the task. We invited a specialist in children's ministry on Long Island to give us some training. He told our missionary band that getting 13 or 14 kids in a backyard club will be a smashing success. After he left, I quietly said, if we don't have 100 kids in each club by the end of the week, we should consider it a failure. Suddenly, all of us wanted to get down on our knees and pray. I'll never forget those young, earnest prayers. Lord, please bless us. And Lord, I know it's way over my head, but please give me a hundred kids. And Lord, by your spirit, pull off something great for your glory. Parents kept telling our team that what we were attempting was impossible. And I'm sure they were right, but it started happening. Four of the six teams had more than 100 children cram into their meetings the first week. Some groups had to move to homes where two backyards adjoined without fences so all the kids could fit. By week's end, we had shared the good news with more than 500 children, most of whom had never been to church. If that wasn't enough miracles, the beach face of our missions to Long Island brought more. Helped along by a little magic. Actually, I went into a local novelty shop and came back to the group with a beginner's magic kit. You know, everything you need to amaze and impress your friends. I stayed up until 3 a.m. learning how to make an egg disappear. By the next afternoon, we were unrolling a free magic show in the sand and pleading with God for his hand to be upon us. Specifically, we were asking the Lord for 30 decisions for salvation by the end of the the first day. Our audience grew from a single row of squirming children dropped off by parents who wanted a few minutes of peace to more than 150 bathing-suited customers. We rotated the entertainment from magic shows to storytelling to gospel presentations. Parents began edging closer Finally, clusters of teenagers started swelling our crowd. By the end of the afternoon, we had reached a count of 250, and when we finally gave an invitation, no fewer than 30 people indicated they wanted to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior right there on the beach. Once we had established our beach ministry, we added evening crusades for youth and local churches. God bless our efforts beyond anyone's expectations, but right in line with the scope of our Javis prayer, By the end of our six-week invasion, we could count 1,200 new believers on Long Island, all of whom received help and follow-up material. Those 12 high school kids returned to their comfortable middle-class lives in the suburb, convinced that God can do anything. The first thing that changed was their home church because they decided to pray for the Holy Spirit to move in their own congregation and bring repentance and revival. Impossible, not at all. Twelve kids and a youth sponsor watch as God's hand moved through the church. 
As the members of the mission team shared their stories and challenged the church to ask God for more, revival swept through the church like no one could remember. All because 12 students asked for blessings, indeed, for more territory for God's glory and for his hand of power to be upon them. Like any loving dad at the playground, God is watching and waiting for you to ask for the supernatural power he offers. For the eyes of the Lord run to him and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Second Chronicles 69. Notice that our God is not scanning the horizon for spiritual giants or seminar standouts. He is eagerly seeks those who are sincerely loyal to him. Your loyal heart is the only part of his expansion plan that he will not provide. You and I are always only one plea from inexplicable spirit-enabled exploits. By his touch, you can experience supernatural enthusiasm, boldness, and power. It is up to you. Ask every day for the Father's touch. Because for the Christian, dependence is just another word for power. Amen. And that ends our readings for today. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Lord God, we ask you for great power. We ask you, Lord, for extraordinary success with you. Lord, we have to have more, Lord. We have to have more of you, more of the Holy Spirit, more of your presence in our lives to do great things, Lord. We ask you for more souls, Lord. We ask you, Lord God, that we may touch and get more people saved, Lord God. The more influences will go through, Lord God. The more messages will touch more people's lives, Lord. That many will say, yes, Lord. Yes, I'm a sinner. Yes, I need salvation. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and make me brand new. Come and restore my heart and mind, Father, right back into the Father's arms. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.